I'm Kenneth, and this is the Unspeakable Vice Podcast, where we talk about talking about sex. Sex is a dirty word, a taboo, something that just isn't talked about, and we're about to dig into why. You might have noticed I got a little bit off schedule uh, with my uh, podcast here, but uh, um, we've got this episode at least, and then at the end, I'm going to talk a little bit about what is going to happen going forward, I guess. Um, but for now, today I wanted to talk about Lil Nas X. Uh, on March 26th uh, of this year, he released a video for his song Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Um, and the uh, music video, if you're familiar with it, is ripe with allegory and illusion. Uh, includes scenes of the artist sliding down a stripper pole into hell and giving Satan a lap dance. Um, and uh, this was fascinating to me and particularly the way that people reacted to it on social media. So I decided I wanted to do a content analysis of those reactions to get a better understanding of how people viewed this video and Lil Nas X as a performer. Um, just, just for some background, Lil Nas X came out uh, about two years ago um, and uh, he's, he's clearly continuing to find his voice and gain confidence as a queer black artist. And uh, he released a statement uh, alongside the video uh, styled as a letter to himself at age 14. And he explained that he intended the video to allow other queer people to simply exist. Uh, Lil Nas X is in effect rejecting the religious shame laid upon him in his youth, particularly the religious messages that being gay is a sin and, uh, and that he's going to hell. The message is ultimately that consequences be damned, he will be the queer man he is, and he will enjoy every moment of it. So my content analysis explores how this proud queer black artist is affirmed or rejected in his identity. Uh, is the symbolism that he employed uh, in this video understood to be a celebration of his true identity, free of the customary social reservation, aka shame, or is it seen as grounds for further condemnation and rejection? Uh, how are hegemonic religious or secular arguments used in public discourse around this question? A combination of uh, of open and focused coding in my content analysis yields insight into the ongoing forms that public shame and ostracism, uh, or on the other side, pride and inclusion, take as related to those with queer black identities. So what I did is uh, I looked at the video, like I said it was released on March 26th, and uh, the artist announced it on uh, Twitter in, in, along with other places. The video itself was on YouTube, but Twitter allowed for a, uh, a more conversational uh, response to his announcement. Um, I identified two tweets that uh, the artist created. One saying the video was coming, it was kind of a preview at the time, so it was several hours earlier. And then one, once the preview, the premiere actually started on, um, on YouTube. And so between those two tweets, I looked at the responses on Twitter and, um, 
and got uh, some some interesting uh, feedback from that. The second thing that I did is I looked at some of the more um, mass media or professional uh, articles that were written about the video. Um, so let me talk about the second one first, those media articles. I wanted to select articles for review um, that identified th that they came from the largest media outlets. So I think I had uh, four or six articles altogether. Um, and I looked again right at the the you know the first responses to the video. So within like the f the first four days, I think after the release. And the reason I did that partially is because coming later, if you followed this at all, um, there was a lot of other things that were going on. There was these Satan shoes that he released, and the, there was uh, a lawsuit with Nike uh, regarding those shoes. And, and so a lot of the later articles, that was their focus. But the early ones were focused particularly on the video. So that's what I was interested in. Um, so I identified, um, I guess, four articles, Billboard, Los Angeles Times, Time, and Variety. Um, and those were really the ones. I looked at some other sources like CNN, the New York Times, and they really didn't have an article that was directly about the video. Again, they had the reaction with the controversies. Um, I think I saw one article that was sort of a top 10 list of, of new videos that came out recently. So that wasn't really what I was looking at. So I had those four articles. And then in terms of the Twitter posts, like I said, I was looking at responses to those first two uh, posts that Lil Nas X uh, created, and even that um, uh, gave me a lot of responses. And so again, I tried to limit uh, what I was looking at to the first um, couple days after the uh, video was published, just to give myself kind of a uh, you know a little little easier chunk to work with, and also to focus in on people's initial reaction rather than reactions to the controversies and the following events. So once I had all these tweets and articles, I went through and I, I sort of had an idea ahead of time of what it was that I was going to look for. Um, but I also wanted to read through to make sure that I understood what was actually being said rather than looking for what I expected to be said. But what I came up with was um, several main categories. So um, the religious rationale was de definitely a big issue and of course the artist included a lot of religious symbolism in the video um, but uh, beyond the obvious discussion of that content religious is also a common basis from which to comment on queer acts or expression more generally uh, so any mention of hell or satan god church and so on those those would fall into this category um, and then there were other uh, rationale for either affirmation or reject, uh, objection that I called secular. So um, any, basically this was a, a catch-all category of any other reasons that were given, and I'll get into what some of those reasons were later on, reasons for either approving or disapproving of the video. Another major issue that people were talking about that came up was children. If you know anything about this artist, you'll know that a previous video uh, uh, for whatever reason, became particularly popular with youth. Um, that was the the uh, video and the music, uh, the, the song Old Town Road. Um, and so because of this, 
even though his new video was was marked you know with mature content and so on uh, a lot of people were concerned that uh, children were going to look at this and that was going to be somehow harmful for them um, another area was connection to the identity community or an identity community so what i mean here is um because obviously this video had a uh, a theme that was resonant uh resonant with his queer identity um that was obviously the subject of a lot of conversation so the video amplifies the themes of shame and pride articulated in the lyrics and uh what i was looking at was content in the responses that connects the video to a sexual identity community and that could be either positive or negative again i'll get into that uh, in a moment um, another category i was looking at was connection to conspiracy theory so uh, a lot of maybe this is something uh, unique to twitter that everybody uh, wants to talk about conspiracies but for whatever reason there was a, uh, a small but vocal group of people that replied um, with references to conspiracy theories uh, either some sort of agenda whether that's from hollywood or, or some other source um, whether they are trying to um, you know any anything that, that that involves like a group of people trying to either use this artist for their ends or uh, uh, maybe the gay agenda there was a couple variations um, but that was definitely in there um, another one was um, uh, references to uh, sexuality or fetish uh, things so this was uh, again maybe not surprising but it was a big uh, uh, topic that came up either either people sexualizing or fetishizing the artist himself or um, talking about particular uh, sexual arousal or sexual attraction that that uh, occurred uh, during watching the video um, so and these categories seem to cover pretty much uh, everything that uh, I saw in the tweets and in the articles um, there were no other major themes that uh, that I saw going through it um, but sometimes it was a little bit difficult to identify consistently whether specific responses were affirmative of the video or objectionative of it um, so that was that was something that was a little bit of a challenge um, so let's talk about that for a moment. So what I found, this is getting into actually the, the results of my analysis now. Uh, what I found was uh, that the vast majority of responses were, were clearly positive. Um, and uh, that's probably not surprising because on social media, the people that are looking at posts by this artist are probably people that are interested in him, that like him, and so on. Uh, so there is that echo chamber there. Um, but... Uh, um obviously that wasn't the only thing uh, there were some objections probably even from fans uh one commented what a shitty video um so not everyone loved the video but um there were also some of those where where i couldn't really tell if the person tweeting was uh was being approving or not of the video uh so there was a, no a number uh where people wrote something like uh that was the gayest song ever bro 
and it wasn't clear whether that was intended as positive or negative. Uh, some, some people were using the gayest song as a great thing, like finally you're talking about this, this part of your identity, and other people were using that as a slur. And uh, so some of those tweets where they just used the word and didn't really give a context, there was no way that I could tell where that, whether that was uh, a positive or negative versus the video. But uh, like I said, for most of the tweets, I could, I could uh, categorize them one way or the other. Some of the other objections had to do with the video being possibly too extreme or uh, not tactful, tasteless, uh, not ready for this, one person said. Um, a number were upset that the artist uh, literally copied FKA Twig's music video, uh, Cellophane, which was its own little controversy there, uh, even though Twig's actually thought that this was uh, a great thing that uh, Lil Nas X did. Some of the fans did not. Um, so that, that, was, uh, that was one objection. So let's get into some of those main categories. So the um, religious ideas. This was one of the most salient objections to the video. Um, one Twitterer summarized it saying, this world is hell in a handbasket and it shows. I can't believe how many people are applauding this sick shit. The devil is busy as F. Another Twitterer suggested uh, that the messaging was sacrilegious, saying it's not about him being gay, but about the influence this could have on future generations. So essentially the objection is that they don't mind that the artist is gay as long as he doesn't have a gay influence on other people. Um, I initially conceptualized religion as an argument for being objected for objecting to the video, but I realized there was a number of affirmative responses citing religious language as well. Of course, since there was the religious symbolism and content in the video, maybe many people who applauded the artist were commenting on that, and others were defending the artist against the religious objections. A number pointed out that uh, the video was intentionally antagonistic to religious-based fear and hatred. Uh, you say, I'm evil, you say, I'm sin, explains one poster. Fine, I'd much rather be what you consider evil than to be miserable in your Puritan company. Another fan suggested that they are the brainwashed ones. The artist himself claimed that religious fervor was misplaced. Uh, he made one comment saying, y'all saying a gay n-word twerking on a CGI Satan is the end of times, like slavery and the Holocaust didn't even happen. So there's um, clearly a lot going on in religion. Let, let me talk a little bit about the conspiracy theories. Again, this was a small section of the responses, but they were loud and they were interestingly focused. So that, like I said, they referred to the agenda or the industry as having ulterior motives in promoting this video. Uh, one referenced the Illuminati saying the agenda is being forced onto black men very heavy now. Hashtag buck breaking coming soon. Um, I had to look that up to realize what it was and um, that's that's a uh, very interesting conspiracy theory there. Um, essentially what was going on was the Twitter was suggesting that a homophobic conspiracy that views queerness as a threat to black men 
was was being promoted, and uh, another responder similarly positioned black and gay identities against each other, saying, uh, as we are pushing reparations, this is what the WS are pushing to us. And so, again, may, this divisive language, this segmenting of uh, blackness and queerness, as if it's fine to be one or the other, but not both. I thought that was a, a very interesting take. Another category I mentioned was children. So the way this came up was uh, sort of a combination of homophobia, religion, and conspiracy theory altogether. Uh, this large objection had to do with a threat to children. So responses claimed that the video was disgusting crap that kids have to see. Uh, the artist was endangering the God-given eternal souls of innocent American children, one said. And, uh, and a, one tongue-in-cheek fan asked, can you make a version of this for kids? And another defended the artist, saying his EP is literally marked explicit for a reason. Now, of course, there was a big connection to uh, an LGBT community. And uh, if you have been paying attention, any attention to me, you know that I'm sort of suspicious of the idea that there is a single LGBTQ community. However, this was something that people talked about. Uh, many fans appreciated what Lil Nas X was doing for the community, saying that the video will open doors for many others to simply exist. Uh, another said, thanks for representing the community. But, of course, uh, not all references to community were positive. One suggested that pleasing the LGBTQ was a disgrace, while another theorized that this demonic nonsense would lead a lot of your people to hell. That your people is the community connection there. Um, so that was, that was uh, an interesting... A uh, bit of analysis, both sides, with this sort of idea of a community that was either benefiting or not from the video itself. So, and then, of course, there was a lot of sexual content in this video, and so sexual or fetish responses were also fairly common, uh, particularly among the artist's fans. One said, you went down that pole like a true slut. I love it. Uh, <clears throat> And, uh, of course, this is not surprising because there was a lot of sexual content in the video, um, but uh, it still was entertaining. A, a few uh, tweeters who claimed to be straight males even said they wanted to try homosexual behavior after watching this video. Uh, so, so he definitely got some attention there. Overall, uh, there's definitely something remarkable about a queer black man expressing such confidence and surety in himself and his identity. Uh, there's something remarkable uh, also about a queer black man simply existing in the gaze of the public eye. Uh, to some, this engenders hope, excitement, and even exuberance. For others, it's a foreboding omen that an old, understood, and comfortable public is ceasing or has already ceased to exist. Uh, this image is an existential promise, or an existential threat. But the fact that the image exists, that is, the image of a, a queer black man in the public eye, uh, and, and the fact that he's not being widely condemned, 
demonstrates that society is definitely shifting and finally beginning to seriously accept those of us who reject the norm. So if you are not familiar with this video, uh, I definitely encourage you to check it out, but uh, particularly pay attention to the way that people are talking about this video in particular, but also this idea of uh, queer artists and, and particularly queer black artists being much more mainstream now than they were even several years ago. All right, well, thanks for listening to that. And like I said, I, I promised to talk a little bit about the future of this podcast. And I guess part of the reason that uh, I was a little off schedule was because of final exams uh, uh, recently. But um, I'm also finding that I'm not as confident as I was a year ago about the direction of the podcast and what I'm hoping to get out of it. Um, I'd like to get some feedback from all of you, if I could, about what you think the benefit of this podcast is and where you would like to see it go. Uh, if you're not familiar, we have a website, unspeakablevice.com. Please check that out. You'll get to, you can see all the episodes, and uh, there's there's room there for discussion. We also have a Discord server that, uh, if you're not already in there, I would love to see you in there, and we can certainly have discussions there about the value of the material that uh, has been put out already and what we could do going forward. So I look forward to those discussions, and uh, I do hope that uh, that we continue with this podcast in some form. Uh, but again, it, uh, 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 I'm not sure exactly what it's going to look like. So expect a little bit of a break, but do expect do continue to look for future episodes uh, uh, over the summer as well. And I look forward to uh, continuing that with you, particularly the discussion aspect of it. So uh, thanks again for listening. Have a great day.